the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Disciples Pathway Ministries. Welcome to Disciples Pathway Ministries, a mobile ministry with Minister Robbie E. Lilly. Disciples Pathway Ministry is a mobile ministry advancing the kingdom of God so that no one is left behind when Jesus Christ, our King of Kings, returns for his great church. Good afternoon, fam. This is Dion. And happy Sunday to you, and I hope that you all are having a wonderful, blessed, beautiful Sunday. And I'm just so glad to come back into your presence and you into mine and that Disciple Pathway Ministries can uh, commune with you and your family and that we can all just indulge in this Word of God and just be blessed by it. Uh, My mother is praying for you all. She misses you all. She loves you all. And cannot wait to come back into your you guys' presence also. But today, what I wanted to talk about was a word that's commonly used in the church, but not really hit upon or pressed upon as much as it could be or should be, or not as much as uh, Father God hit on it in the Old Testament, is idolatry. Idolatry is a church word seldomly used in the church concerning the church. Again, where it's found in the Bible is littered throughout the Old Testament. Heavily repeated throughout the Old Testament is God's warning to his children. We have to understand that we, and we spoke about this in earlier messages, that one of God's names is Jehovah Kanah. Exodus 34:14 Do not worship any other god for the Lord whose name is jealous is a jealous god. This is not jealousy just concerning oh my neighbor got a new car and I wish I had it also, but this is jealousy concerning marriage. This is the jealousy between that can only happen between a husband and a wife or a wife and a husband. It's a very intimate jealousy. Proverbs 27 verse 4 says, jealousy is provoked, wrath is cruel, anger is overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? Jealousy is a thing that is a substance that cannot be overcome easily. Jealousy, it it was because of jealousy that the first murder of the world happened between a brother killing a brother. Let me tell you something about jealousy, family, and write this down. Jealousy is provoked only by contended affection. Contended affection. As in, anytime your affection for something or someone or someone's or something's affection is contended for you or compromised, and there's a severing between your connection, that is what conceives jealousy. And that's God's message unto us. And his warning with idolatry is do not sever or put in place or replace me 
with what me uh, to to where it hinders what me you and I have. Me being your God and you being my child. I your father and you my son, daughter. What is idolatry? In the Greek, the the word idolatry is pronounced idolatreia. This means the worship of false gods. Let's talk about the, the peril of imagery as it pertains to the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, they would create these wooden engraving images. They would take golden calves and center it in their communities, fall down and worship these multiple gods, the god of the sun, the god of the moon, the god of the water. Even many, and you can find this uh, this day, he even warns against images of himself. These things upset it, God. One, because when we do these things and when they did these things, you reduce God. God would not be put in a mere box or the mere uh, imagery of what man thinks God is or what or what man can see God as. God would not be reduced. He already reduced himself in his son and our savior, Jesus Christ. God come down as man, wrapped in flesh. He, he who knew no sin made to be sin. A king upon a tree as a spectacle for all to see. Beaten, battered, and hung. Mocked, laughed at. He already reduced himself, so we ought not to reduce him in our own imagery of him. As beautiful as the Bible puts it, and as beautiful as the Bible describes our Lord and Savior, they don't. The Bible doesn't talk about the necessarily his stature or his eye color or the the broadness, the broadness of, or narrowness of his shoulders. The only thing that the Bible lets us know in Jesus' physical characteristics is that his feet were pierced. His hands were pierced. His side was pierced. A crown of head, a, cr- a crown of thorns was placed upon his head. These are the things that the Bible illustrates to us because these are the things that we ought to be reminded of and to see that Jesus died for us. And a high cost was paid for us to freely receive salvation. Any person, place, thing, or thought that insists or inserts itself or themselves as your source outside of God is an idol. Why is this? Because God would not share his name with nobody. God would not share his glory with nobody. His name, Abba, Father, meaning source and sustainer of all life. This this sheds light to the the verse of Scripture, John chapter 1, verse 3. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. As in, you can have it going on outside of God. There's money. Outside of God, there's success. People obtain uh, obtain success, but anything outside of God, anything uh, uh, like like in the garden, anything that happened outside was a non-existent thing. It was dead. 
We've seen this happen in the garden where God told Adam, if you guys eat from this tree and from this tree in the day that you eat of this tree, you will surely die. And when they did, they were placed outside of the garden. They didn't die a physical death. They died a spiritual death in that they were separated from God. And they went on to have many children, a life, a life outside of the garden. But there was no life outside of the garden. So, family, don't let don't let these things, these temporary successes or money or cars or education or anything else replace what is your source and your sustainer. Which is Abba Father. What does idolatry look like today? You're not going to go too many places and see golden calves or uh, wooden engraving images and things like that. So let's consider our Western culture. The biggest idols that we've seen and that we see are science. Let me put science in a nutshell for you, family. Science is nothing but man catching up to what God has already done. That's all science is. It's man catching up to what God has already done. A discovery is something that's been uncovered, but that doesn't mean that it was not there. Because after God has spoke and put everything in its place, hung the stars and the moon and heaven, the sun to burn in the sky, marked out the boundaries of the waters that it would not transgress his command, laid out the foundation of the earth, spoke it, spoke, uh, took to dirt, made man, breathed his light in, life into it. He was done. And so now man has come along and just now are getting the, 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 the things that God has done from the beginning. And we still haven't scratched the surface, in my opinion, of all that God has truly done. So we take science and we take our education and we, you know, you got people that's got more, more degrees on the wall than a thermometer, but yet are empty. So we cannot take these things and p- replace them with the knowledge of God. Apostle Peter says, grow in the grace and knowledge of God. Yet we still are trying to pick from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Colossians 3.5 says, therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, Uncleanness, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Idolatry is anything that you long for. It's covetousness. The covetous means having or showing a great desire to possess something belonging to someone else. So what is idolatry stimulated from? Our appetite. What are you longing for? Other examples are even relationships can become idols. Anything, anytime that you express issues to someone who can't offer a solution, that doesn't mean that we don't come in and talk to one another and do as the word of God says, bear one another's burdens. But anytime you seek to call up the girlfriend or call up uh, he and she and they and them to offer and render a solution that only God can give. This is idolatry. 
even even within the realms of a marriage. It can become idolatry. Know that God put you guys together. It is not because you old husband are so dapper, strong, and intelligent. It is not because you or wife are so beautiful, vibrant, and curvaceous. But it is God that brought this thing together. So it is from God that you're going to receive your answer. Another example, the use of substances. Why do we use substances? Because we long, there's a natural longing for peace. Go back into our peace messages. Second Peter Chapter 3, verse 14 says, therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things. He's talking about heavenly citizenship. Be diligent to be found by him in peace. There's a longing for peace. We work towards peace. We, but, but family, peace is not going to be found in the bottom of a bottle. Peace is not going to be found wrapped up and burnt in the paper. The substance of peace can only be found in our Lord. Money. The Bible says that man cannot serve two masters at one time for he'll either hate the one and love the other. God cannot, man cannot serve both God and mammon. Mammon translated over into money. But mammon, we get that word, it's a Greek word. Referring to a Greek god. His name was Plutus. He was derived in Babylon. Where the tower of Babel was built. Where man said let us make ourselves great. And build a tower up to the heavens. And God rebuked them. And separated them. And divided them by confusing the language. So anytime we long. The money, don't, let the, don't let the enemy seduce you. Into thinking that money is your source. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It belongs to the hand. It's the hand of God, family. He said, I give some seed to sow and others water to water. But I, the Lord, yield the increase. It's going to come from the hand of God. He is your source. He is your sustainer. He said, I give you the power to gain wealth. It is his favor. That is going to keep you and is going to carry you. Not money. Let's let's conclude with this family. Philippians chapter three. Verse 17 through 19. Brethren. Join in following my example. And note those who so walk. As you have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly. And whose glory is their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. Did you hear that family? Whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly. Again, it's our appetite. It's our appetite, family. Follow me. Follow me here. The Greek word 
for belly is colia. And the root word for colia is colios. This word means hollow. Thayer's definition says the innermost part of a man. We're talking about the belly here. The innermost part of a man, the soul, heart as the seat of thought, feeling, or choice. Even if you look at the anatomy of the human body, the heart sits right on top of the stomach. Proverbs 27 verse 20 says, just as death and destruction are never satisfied, so human desire is never satisfied. Colios, meaning hollow, empty. As long as you're trying to go get these, use these temporary means and get these temporary fix. God would never be the God of your life. God would never be able to do what his original plan was to do in your life. Idolatry has to do with your appetite. He said, blessed are those who thirst after me. Who thirst for my righteousness. Who hunger for my holiness. Family, aren't you tired of tasting everything? And drinking everything? And ingesting all these things that just at the end of the day, after you digest it and dispose of it? We're talking about waste. After you digest and dispose of it, you're just back hungry again, looking for the next time and the next opportunity. Family, this is no reason why. This is the this is the reason why Jesus called himself the bread of life. The meat of hunger. The water of thirst. He said. In Revelation 3, we often quote that here at Disciple Pathway Ministries. If you will open up your heart, I'll come in and dine with you and you with me. Because he knows that there's a place in us that is empty and needs to be filled and needs to be satisfied in order for God's purpose to come and his word to come down and prosper in the thing that he sent it to prosper in. And prosper you. Family. We are naturally empty. By nature. Think about the next meal. That you're going to long for this day. It's just past lunch maybe. But dinner time is going to be turning the corner. And you're going to start to develop that hunger. And that emptiness. Think about that. In, 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 or even in a season or a time of fast. That's, what, that's what's the significance of fasting. So that we can meditate on the things of God. And be filled. With the spiritual things of God. Rather than the meeting of our physical appetite. Jesus only is going to come to a place. Where there's a need family. Do you have need this day? Or have you satisfied yourself with the idols, whatever that thing may be? Family, I want to extend an invitation to you. If you're you're tired of trekking about, if you're 
longing for the satisfying and the feeling and the peace that can only be granted by our Father through our Lord. Will you repeat after me this prayer of salvation and receiving our Lord in that you may begin to experience him in a way that you never experienced him before, not the way that your father or your grandmother or the local church up the street experiences him, but he wants to come in and have his own personal experience with you. Repeat after me if you're ready for this, family. Lord, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. I believe you hung, bled, and died in my place. You, the Son of God, then rose and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. Lord Jesus, you are welcome in this place of my heart. May your spirit never depart. Receive me as I receive you this day. In your holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Family, if you just uttered those words, we here at Disciple Pathway Ministries believe that you just received salvation. Family, get to the word of God. We are not in the last year, the last month, the last week, the last day. We are in the last hour, family. Revelations concludes with behold, I am coming quickly. We go here. We 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 are 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 duped on this Chronos time, this twenty four hour clock. But we have to understand, family, that our time is not his time. A thousand years is this one day, and one day is as a thousand years to God. Let's get serious about the things of God. Let's be diligent in our pursuit. As we are diligent to go to work, as we are diligent to go to school, as we are diligent and intentional about the meals that we're eating and going to the gym and going and, and, and making money and ends meet or tending to the children or whatever. As we are diligent about the things and the cares of life, let us be diligent about the things of God. Let us not drag our feet. Let our minds not grow numb at hearing the things of God. It may sound repetitive, but with each time he speaks, there's a little bit more added to you. And he said, I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing so much so you shall not have room enough to receive it. He said, open wide your mouth and I will fill it. The psalmist says, my cup runneth over. You, me, us, we, we're hollow. We're empty. But there's a God. There is a Lord who desires to feel. But he is not going to force feed us, family. He is not going to force feed us. Will you lift up your voice? Will you lift up your eyes? And ask for what you need? He said, if you ask, and without doubting, if you ask, 
I'll grant it. I am faithful who promise. Not because of you, but because I can't deny myself. For I am God. And God alone. That is my name and there is no other like me. Family, we love you. For booking and requests, please find us on Facebook. Reach out to us via email, robbie.lily63 at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We would love to come alongside you and support you. If there are any prayer requests, do not hesitate to reach out to us, family, as we'll be praying for you anyhow, and we pray that you're praying for us. Until next time, family, one voice, I speak life. Thanks for listening to Disciples Pathway Ministries with Minister Robbie E. Lilly. Thanks for your prayers and for your gifts to his great work of God. For booking and requests for services, look up Disciples Pathway Ministries on Facebook. That's Disciples Pathway Ministries on Facebook.